Uh, welcome to the Running, Intermittent Fasting, and Weight Loss Podcast. I am your host, Tadrice Parker, aka Coach, coaching running, weight loss, and accountability since 2013. Our website is runtothebestyou.com. There, you can find our online coaching programs for beginners and beyond. We are going to show you how walking or running just three days per week can get you into the best shape of your life. Intermittent fasting will help you turn back the hands of time, regenerate cells, have more energy with less food cravings. And the weight loss? Well, that will take care of itself as we inspire you to keep your nutrition real. So head over to our website and take us up on our seven-day Keeping It Real Health Challenge. With that, you will be added to our Facebook accountability group for free for seven days. Seven days can change your life. Now let's get into this week's show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to today's podcast. You can be listening to anything in the world right now, but you decided to press play on this podcast. And for that, we thank you so very much. Your time is valuable and we're going to deliver you great value today. Today, we're going to focus on mindfulness. Mindfulness with regards to our diet, exercise, healing the negative body image that we sometimes have of ourselves. We're going to talk about increasing our overall sense of well-being. And to do so, we have our first special guest, Brandon Stevens of Brand New Wellness, to help us break these things down. In today's podcast, we're going to answer some questions like, can positive thinking help me in my long-term goals? Another, which wasn't a question, it was a story But we're going to delve into that story and we're going to see how this one person's mindset can help us get through the day-to-day grind called life. So I'm excited. I'm excited about this. But first, let's get into the week that was. How was your week? I'm going to pause and I'm going to hear what you guys say. All right. What were some of the things that went well for you last week? Has any of the tips from our previous podcast enhanced your life at all? We would like to hear some of your successes. Please feel free to con- contact me, connect with me, Tadris Parker, T-A-D-R-I-S. You can friend me on Facebook, private message me. Uh, you can submit your questions or let me know how your week was by email going to coachtadris at gmail.com. Okay, so let me get into what happened with us this week. We started off one Sunday with a five-mile run. I kind of talked about it last week in the podcast because I was so excited about it. We started at 6 a.m. We got some pictures of the the ocean, the sunrise, the jetty. Everything was just very surreal, beautiful first thing in the morning. We live near Atlantic City, New Jersey, so we're able to see the sunrise come up on the east. Very, very beautiful. However, throughout that run, it still, it got kind of hot on the way back because we met at 6 a.m. It'd be great for those of you, especially in the heat in the summer, to get your runs in early. I'm going to say in the 4 a.m. hour, 5 a.m. hour. I know it could be a grind trying to wake up that early, but you will be glad that you did. Got in that nice run early. It sets the tone for the whole entire day. Everything you do will be so lit, 
on fire. Like you going to walk around with a smile. Everybody going to be negative. They don't know why, you know, take your morning runs as an opportunity to meditate, pray, you know, there's so much silence early in the morning. So let's go into Monday. Oh boy. Now I've been putting myself through another round of 30 days of 100% clean eating, avoiding sugar, grains, soy, alcohol, dairy, and legumes, just eating meat, vegetables, occasional fruit. And I went to a running conference on Tuesday. Well, it really started Monday night. I went to a networking dinner that I paid for and paying for this networking dinner, I couldn't have none of the foods that was there. Okay. It was such a great spread that they put on for us. It was finger foods, but they had steak on a, on a skewer, but it was glazed with, you know, some sugar and different other ingredients that I couldn't get down with. Right. And so my mouth was kind of watering, but at the same time, I survived not eating anything there. I was so satisfied when I got there. I planned ahead. They even had an open bar. Beer, guys just flowing, drinking, having a good time, talking to everybody. And uh, I had a nice meal. I mean, I had a very dense, nutrient-dense meal before I got there. And I closed my window on purpose, okay? Running, intermittent fasting, and weight loss. Now, the weight loss is going to happen because I did not indulge in all those foods that they had spread out there. I closed my window with intention after that nutritious, dense meal. And as we were leaving, I decided to get a cup of black coffee. I was so satisfied from the dinner that I had before I got there that I only had like a half a cup of coffee as we were walking out of there. The Tuesday conference was amazing. Um, learned so much on how to attract people to our running events that we host every uh the first Saturday after Memorial Day, so whether that falls, it's going to fall on a May, uh, May date on 2020, May 30th, I believe the date is, and that race that we put together is to help disabled children play baseball in our community, an organization called South Jersey Field of Dreams, and um, I love doing the event, so I wanted to go to this conference to find out how we can attract more members to our races and learn more of the back end of the website and things that we could do to help get donations for the event. Uh, It's a very, very uh, awesome race that we have been putting on and to been able to go to this conference and help see how we can even enhance that experience for ourselves and for the community is going to be awesome. They also had a nice spread out for lunch. You know, they had some, some, uh, wraps. They had uh, these grilled little panini things that they made. And I did not want to eat none of those things because I wasn't sure of the ingredients. And especially since I'm avoid- avoiding grains, none of that stuff fit the bill. So I brought my own snacks. But what I want to share with the listeners today is that when you go to a place don't feel like you're trapped, okay? There's so many people that has food sensitivities. They have gluten issues. Some people are, are vegan and, and avoiding meat, and yet some of the sandwiches, all the sandwiches has meat, different things like that. Do not be afraid to pull a server to the side 
and say, listen, I have food sensitivities. I can't eat any of the stuff that's out. Is there any way you can provide me blank? Okay. So my blank for that particular event was, can I have a few hard boiled eggs? Now, where did I get that idea from? Really? Um, it's something that I always knew to do. However, when I went, I did not eat any breakfast because my window was closed, but I saw the spread that they had out. They had fruit, hard-boiled eggs, bagels. They had a nice spread in the morning too. And so I was hoping the hard-boiled eggs was going to still be out. They were not at lunchtime. So I pulled the server to the side, told them that I had some food sensitivities and there's nothing I can eat here. Is there any way I can have some hard-boiled eggs? He said, let me talk to the chef. He's right down there. Talk to him. I waited outside the door. They came out with five hard-boiled eggs. I was expecting like two or three. I was very happy with the five. Then, upon further research, because the salad looked like it had dressing already on it, they had a bowl of uh, salad with no dressing on it. I was able to go over there, make a bowl with some salad, with some lettuce, a little bit of tomato, cucumbers, and then I had my eggs chopped up, salt and pepper, no salad dressing because I didn't want the chemicals of their salad dressing. And I escaped there without falling off of my plan. And that was day eight of my plan. And so far, so good. I'm doing good. Later on that Tuesday, my group met without me. I'm used to being there, coaching them through. I, I got some nice pictures that they got their workout in. Very excited for them. They are staying focused. And I also went to the track eating the way I did. I turned in a speed workout, did four times 400s. In between the 400s, I took a one-minute walk break. I'm working towards a seven-minute mile. Now, every single week, I will continue to work on this, but I will reduce the time spent in between the 400s. And then until I get to the point where I'm going to be able to run a seven-minute mile nonstop, okay? So I was very excited because if if I ate too much the night before, or if I caved in and ate whatever on the, the lunch spread, then I would not have turned in a 656 mile. I'm excited about that. I know there was walk breaks in between there, but if I continue to train and practice like this, that seven minute mile will come. So I'm excited about that. Thursday, we had here in New Jersey have been experiencing a heat wave. So our group we met, we took it easy. I'm proud of all those that came out and, and participated. Some of us, obviously, we didn't go hard. We just, some of us walked. We had our walkers doing their normal walk thing, and we just took it easy, made sure that everyone stayed hydrated and such. Oh, I cannot forget about Tuesday was a big day for us as well because it started another seven-day health challenge. We had about 11 people sign up to their to the, the um, seven-day challenge of doing what I told you that I did of eliminating those food groups and, and including walking and running just three days a week. And then there's going to be a prize given out. And just as people were submitting their their weights, I noticed that many of them had lost weight from the week before again. And so, guys, I'm proud of everyone for doing that. And we like to invite as many as possible. A new challenge starts every Tuesday. So please get with us to sign up for our next challenge. And that was the week that was.
Okay, okay. Let's transition into our main discussion for today. As I teased with you guys earlier, we're talking about mindfulness. Mindfulness with regard to our diet, our exercise, healing the negative body image that we have of ourselves sometimes. We're going to talk about increasing our overall sense of well-being. And to do that, we have our first guest, Brandon Stevens. He's the founder of Brand New Wellness. He has two BAs from Stockton University, and he's a New Jersey EMT as well. He just loves helping people. And so with that, Brandon, how are you today, my brother? Tadrice, what's going on, dude? I'm very excited. Thank you so much for having me on your show, on your podcast. Nah, man. Thank you, man. Uh, so you, you love helping people, man. Tell us about it. What, what, what got you to um, tell us about brand new wellness to begin with? Well, <clears throat> there would be no brand new wellness without Ventner Wellness. Okay. Okay. So you know and love Ventner Wellness yourself because of your wonderful running teammate, Katie. Yes, yes. Yeah. All the viewers know Katie as well, I'm sure. Right? Yeah, absolutely. She's, she's been featured. She's a she's a regular. So um I became a patient of Ventner Wellness about a year ago. I first met Dr. Bob and I was having a lot of anxiety at the time. Um, I came to Dr. Bob and he prescribed a book, believe it or not. Okay. <laughs> um, he had me read this book called The Power of Now. And it was all, it was written by this, it's, it is written <laughs> by this guy named Eckhart Tolle. And it's all about the present moment. And it talks about how even though our bodies are here in the present moment, the now, our minds, most people walk around with their minds either stuck in the past or thinking about the future. And for most people, the thoughts of the past have associated emotions of guilt, shame, remorse, regret. You know, I, if only I would have done this, mm -hmm. if I could have done this, yeah. you know, by now I thought I would be further along, you know? Yep. Um, and even though our thoughts are in the past, those emotions we feel in our body now, right? Yeah. And then the ones that, about the future, most of the time they're, they're fear-based, there's anxiety, you know, what, how am I going to pay my bills? Mm -hmm. What'll happen if, you know, it. It's like you imagine in your yourself in some situation where you're not going to have everything you need to be okay. And that disconnect between what our minds are telling us and what our bodies are feeling is called stress. Yes. And we try to escape from that stress in a thousand different ways. You know, we drink ourselves to death and drugs and, and work and, you know, all the different vices that we have. It's we're just trying to reconcile this disconnect between our mind and our body. So um, I started to tell Dr. Bob about this and he goes, oh my God, dude, that's awesome. He pulls me out of the uh, exam room, throws me into another exam room and goes, tell this guy what you just told me. And he leaves. He goes, I'll be right back. And I sat in this room for 20 minutes talking to this other patient, this complete stranger about the now and the power of the present moment. Wow. And it rocked this guy's world. Right. And Bob came in and he was like, how's this going? And the guy was like, this is really awesome. And Bob said, you know what, Brandon, you'd make a good health coach. He said, I, I, I coach all my patients, all, you know, 1200 people 
in my medical practice, all of my patients have my personal cell phone. They can text me anytime they want. He said, I have too many patients. Right. Could you maybe take one? So he sent me my first health coaching client and it went really well. Um, I have a history of, uh, you know, over, over 10 years in various 12 step programs. Um, I, I've, uh, I, I've mentored people in different fashions over the years in different ways. So I I've known that role mm-hmm. and I said, yeah, that'd be great. And he sent me somebody and you know, it went really well. And I, I decided to start uh, a mindfulness coaching business and that's how I started brand new wellness. Wow. Um, long, long, long story short. Uh, I, I am now 100% full-time at Ventner Wellness as an employee. I'm doing mindfulness coaching and personal training and a bunch of other stuff. Wow. So that was a, a long-winded response to a very short question. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, you were actually speaking my language, actually, Brandon, because as you were saying that and you were telling us that that patient that sat in that room with you their mind was blown. My mind was blown just hearing what you were saying, because even for myself, I find it hard at times to stay in the now, you know, we, we just got done getting our uh, feet and nails done at the salon. Yes. I I get my feet and nails done. Right. So as a runner, it actually feels really good to get someone to, to work on your feet. Right. It it actually feels like you took five pounds off. Right. But instead of sitting there thinking about the now I'm, I'm working on my next project. I'm thinking about the future. You know what I mean? I'm always, even for myself, thinking about how can I improve my program and what can I be doing at this moment that's going to help me for the future. And at times that robs me of the now. So I really appreciate you saying that, man. Cool. Um, What? So you have this, this sense of wanting to help people and things like that, right? We want to take some time to ask you what what are some of your healthy habits right now? In, in particular, we're talking about maybe your exercise routine. Maybe you can hit up, let us know whether you do some intermittent fasting and with the busy schedule, maybe you can break down how you're fitting all this stuff in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm glad you asked about, well, how funny that you would ask me about intermittent fasting <laughs> on the running intermittent fasting and weight loss podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, spoiler alert. Um, I'm all about that, you know, IF life. Nice. And, and not not like in a, I don't want to say in a trendy way. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done all of the fad diets, I think. I've tried them all, and I've been through different things. And for me, um, intermittent fasting isn't a diet, you know. It's become a lifestyle for me, and I've done it for years now. I've been practicing and I've gone through different seasons with it where, you know, I've done a 16-8 and then uh, depending on who was in my life and, and you know, the, the influences, I, I went to a 24 fast for a little while, you know. Mm. Um, I've experimented where I'll, I'll do a long fast, nothing for like 24 hours and then I eat, right? So I've, I've, I've played around with it, but I always keep coming back to the, uh, the just like waking up. Having, you know, a couple sips of water, listening to my body to hear what it needs, and then having some black coffee to quell any, I I don't want to say hunger, because I've learned the difference through intermittent fasting between my body's um, actual request for nutrition and my stomach and my mind's, you know, um, desire for like mouthfeel, mouth pleasure, Mm. and just like, 
you know, feeding an emotion or like something else. So I'm able to differentiate now between the act when I actually need calories and when I'm, I'm just, you know, trying to do something else. Well, so in the morning, uh, Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No. Um, I was thinking about hold that thought with the morning, right? Cause you just dropped a lot of uh, bombs where I'm going through something today where <clears throat> my body needed extra rest and I don't typically sleep in. Right. So I woke up, went back to sleep, right. Did a couple of things, went back to sleep cause my body was craving it. Right. Like you talked about listening to your body. What does your body need? Okay. So when I decided to break my fast today, okay, I broke it after about, um, 17, 18 hours or something like that. Right. And I had a nice size plate and I had it about 1230. So my wife is asking me, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, um, dinner is going to be late tonight. I said, I don't even want dinner. And she's like, mm. she's like, why, you know, because I got enough nutrients at that one meal that I was good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, now you were talking about the uh, 24 and me and you were talking as I was on my way to the runners networking convention. And I was telling you that I had a nice meal before I got there because I was trying to not have sugar grains and all the things that I'm trying to avoid for this time period. And yeah. to let you give you an update, I went there very successful. I got through it. They had an open bar. I didn't have any beer. They had steak on a skewer. They had chicken and waffles. They had ice cream. They had dessert. And I went through that thing because I mindfully closed my window after a, a nice nutrient-dense nutrient meal at 5.15. I said, I'm going to fast. You know what I mean? And so I went yeah. there, and I was satisfied. But you, you had some story about G.I. Joe. We were talking about it the other day. Tell me about, tell me about G.I. Joe, man. Buddy, Matt. So I was going to the gym for a while and I would see this character in there all the time. You know, when you go to the gym at the same time, day in and day out, you see the same people. Mm -hmm. it's, it's just getting to our habits. You know, everyone's like on the same machines at the same time. And so I would see this guy in there and he was, I mean, in great shape. He just, he, he looked, he, you know, clearly worked out, knew what he was doing nutrition wise. And I never really said hi to him for a while. And then one day we had a mutual friend. You know how guys are in the gym. You know, we'd pass each other and you kind of like maybe give a nod or it's, it's weird for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. We had an introduction between a mutual friend and we started talking. We ended up having a whole lot in common and we ended up just starting to work out together. Well, come to find out this guy, I was telling him, yeah, you know, I do intermittent fasting. I've been doing it for years and I just, I, I, I do, you know, I eat, I start eating like around noon, somewhere around noon or so. And then I usually stop around eight or nine. He's like, yeah, I did that for a while. He goes, now I'm doing more of like a warrior diet thing. And I'm like, what's that? You know, so he said, well, I push my fast back. I, I generally don't eat my first meal until like around three or four. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then what, you just, you finish eating at like, you know, what, 10, 11, 12. He's like, no, I, I finish eating at like seven or eight. I'm like, a four hour window. Oh yes. My yes. And he would only eat proteins and vegetables throughout the week and i was asking him like wait you go out and you work in the sun all day like he was he was laying on um, solar panels for this electrical company in the summertime i said you go and you do that all day long and then you don't eat until three and and i'm talking the workouts we were doing at the time we were we had to work out at like quarter to six in the morning so that he could get to work in time and it was it was like 
um, six days a week. We were doing like six to eight reps, heavy, like compound lift stuff. And, you know, I was like feeling like I needed food immediately after the workout. And he was going to go and work a full eight hour day without eating. And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. And it, it blew my mind that the guy was very muscular. He had, you know, like I said to you, he looked like GI Joe, man. His body felt like he could step on stage. I said, dude, you're like two weeks ready. Yeah. Like compete. Like, and you just walk around like that. And, uh, I come to find out six days a week, he would eat nothing but protein and vegetables. But then on the seventh day, bro, it was debauchery from, from (laughs) sometimes he would still intermittent fast though a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes he would push it back to like noon, but it, I'm talking like an entire pizza, a whole thing of ice cream, like um, just multiple. We would send each other pictures. It was almost like trying to outdo each other all day long, like donuts. <laughs> and and we would show up to the gym the very next, you know, like like our cutoff would be like 8 p.m. that night, 8 p.m. That, at night. The debauchery would be over, you know, give your body a couple hours before you go to sleep with all that nonsense in you. Right, and, right. You know, you wake up in the morning right back to your lifestyle you know and your your stomach's kind of a little bit like what's going on you might hit the bathroom a couple extra times monday morning exactly but you're right back to it and then um so i started to push my fast back a little bit too so i did like a four hour window for a little while and just for me it uh i don't know i i keep after experimenting coming back to the just waking up skipping breakfast having some water and black coffee and then eating between noon and three when my body needs it and then stopping between like eight and 10, you know, when my body's done. Well, that's the beautiful thing about intermittent fasting. And there's some people out there that kind of tote intermittent fasting as a way for you to eat whatever you want all the time. I don't subscribe to that particular notion. Like, uh, you know, break your fast and you can have cheeseburgers, pizza five days a week because, you know, but I, I don't subscribe to that. What I uh, enjoyed hearing about G.I. Joe's experience and what I want, you know, my clients and other listeners to hear is the fact that there is some flexibility there. But that, but he also had a structure. So for me, with my uh, teaching people how to eat real foods, OK, I may avoid these six problematic food groups for 30 days. And then when I reintroduce those food groups one at a time, I know exactly how my body is going to respond to dairy. I know exactly how my body is going to respond to wheat. Maybe wheat just were like in one day, just blow my stomach out of the water. You know what I mean? So I can, I can mindfully make a decision. Okay. This wedding is coming up and I'm going to allow myself some cake. I'm going to intermittent fast throughout the week and eat my real foods. Like you said with, with him, how he, had protein and, and, and vegetables all week long. I'm not going to allow that one day to spring me into a uh, full week of off the rails, you know? Now, for some people that does happen, you know, so we have to be careful of that. However, just, just like my man did, you know, if, if you are able to use intermittent fasting as a way to control your cravings, eat real food, that way you're not craving these things all day, all week long, then a day or two is not going to hurt you. And that is what you call food freedom, actually. So this is actually a really nice segue into the next topic you were thinking of asking about, which is like the body image issues and stuff Mm -hmm. like that that I had mentioned on Facebook today. Because 
for me, I, I no longer do the, the one day of debauchery anymore. Um, I found myself beginning to think about the cheat day a lot. And instead yeah. of me being mindful, I was very much looking forward to it, you know, and then almost just like allowing it to just to be this gluttonous experience, you know, where it was almost like it wasn't a help for me. It was like I was delaying gratification all week long, like mm-hmm. and then just giving in blah, and then just eating. I, I literally would make a list all week long. I would think of like a bacon, egg and cheese croissant and I would write it down. And I would be like, I'm going to eat you on Sunday. Like, I'm like, I was getting ready, dude. It was, right, right. It became too much, you know? Yeah, yeah. So for me now, I just, with the intermittent fasting, it, it, I like what you said. It's not that you can just eat whatever you want. It, it, it's nothing magical either about the time that you eat. All it does is it just gives you a smaller window and it just, it kind of helps you to condense your calories. But it, 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 there's nothing magical, you know, other than the fact that, as you're in a fasted state longer, you know, your body goes into the fat reserves. And I mean, that's, that's advantageous. And there's a lot of stuff there. Um, but there's no like magical thing like, Oh, if you eat after eight, you're going to get fat or, you know, cause there's people that work the night shift, the intermittent fasting. Exactly. Fasting, exactly. Their thing is totally different. So it's not about the timing, but it, it will help you to eat less calories. That being said, if, um, you know, I'm, I want to, if I want to lose a pound to, you know, like a, a pound and a half to three pounds a month, which is safe. I'm sorry, a week. Um, if I'm in a, like a 500 calorie deficit for what my body needs, that's like, that's a safe weight loss. Yeah. You know? One and a half, two pounds a week. Like that's cool. That's, that's good. And, uh, it's easy to say to yourself, well, um, I'm intermittent fasting and I'm in my window and, you know, you can blow a 500 calorie deficit out of the water, you know, with two pieces of pizza and a soda. Oh yeah, definitely. And then you're like, well, man, I only, I'm doing the warrior diet or, you know, I, I only have a four hour eating window. Yeah. But you ate 3,500 calories yes. and you know, you need to, you need to eat, you know, for your body, for your height and your weight and the, the body fat percentage that you would like to be at, but you know, based on your lean mass, like you need to eat like 1800 calories and you're eating double that. So people really need to be aware that it's not intermittent fasting. Isn't some kind of magical spell that, you know, I found the Holy grail and now I'm going to be skinny and fit. It's, you know, it's, it's one tool in your toolbox. Mm-hmm. You want to have a broad base of knowledge when it comes to your, your health and fitness and your wellness and, learning how to read, uh, you know, food labels and, and not, not maybe, maybe for you, it's counting calories, maybe not for everybody that's helpful, but, but just being aware, you know, that just because you went to the gym, you can't really undo, you know, an extra value meal by walking Mm. on the treadmill for 20 minutes. Yes. And and I'm going to tell you, Brandon, I I can't, I was a slave to counting calories for like two or three years for more than three years. I counted everything that I had. I used my fitness pal app and it works. Okay. But now teaching people to, when you break your fast, eat real foods and I don't have, I'm not a slave to count. And that saves me so much time. Now let's transition into that saves me so much time before I transition. That saves me so much time. Um, Cause we get trapped and feel like, you know, we have to use this app. And, and again, I can't stress enough, if you are starting your journey and that is something, because it helps me so much, I dropped down to 
from 217 pounds down to 183, tracking what I was eating. There is not a one-size-fit-all approach for everybody. I'm giving you my opinions. Brandon's helping you with his, his uh, views as well. So if you need my fitness file app, by all means, do that. Do something to get yourself in the best shape of your life. I am just saying from my standpoint, it has been so freeing not to use my fitness pal app in the last year. And I'm going to tell you something. I used to have on my fitness pal app that my goal was going to be 165 pounds, but I kept you know, tracking this, tracking that, tracking this. And, and you know, I, I ran 10 miles a day. I burned uh, 1,500 calories and I ate this slice of pizza and this beer and it was this calories, this, that, and other thing. And none of that stuff helped me get into the 160s, right? It was right before I got on the plane to go to Disney Half Marathon that I jumped on that scale and it said, you're 163 pounds. And I did not think that I would ever get to that. And you know what helped me get to that? Eating real foods, intermittent fasting, practicing some food freedom. I wasn't having the the debacle day, but I would have a meal or so because there was a special event. Then I'll go back to my keeping it real, you know, eating real foods for three or four days, you know. And so, listen, bro, you're speaking my language. Now let's transition to this. I wanted to talk about this. So, Brandon, I coach a run-walk program. I've been helping people run their first 5K. And what I enjoy about it is that at the end of the 12-week program, there is something at the end of the rainbow for them to compete in. You know, the gym is great. You know, uh, home workouts are great. You know, but after the six weeks of the home workout series is over, then what? You got to restart over again. With like, what is at the end of that tunnel, you know? So whether it's our online or our local members, they, they get a sense of accomplishment when they line up at the starting line with that bib on and they got the experience and all the people that's around them. And after they're done, they're primed for the next race. What, what, when's the next one? And some have even graduated to move up where from they hate it running. Now they're getting ready to train for a half marathon, you know. And Katie Ayers is one of those people that you mentioned earlier that has come through our Keep Calm and Run to the Best You program. And I believe that having something on the calendar helps our participants stay focused on their their nutrition and their training three days a week. So tell us how mindfulness can help in those areas in which I mentioned. Do you agree with having something on the calendar can help an individual reach their long-term goals? Without a doubt. Yeah. Having, so having long-term goals, it can really help you practice mindfulness because your long-term goals are going to be big, real big chunks, you know, like big, big, overwhelming things, you know, like for, for me, my wife and I, you know, I, I transitioned, I was a school teacher last year, an assistant teacher. And, and now I'm, you know, full time. And my wife is home full time this summer. And usually she's not doing like the house stuff. We, you know, we share responsibilities, but like a lot more is falling on her right now. So we, we arranged a list of big projects we wanted to handle this summer like the garage it's a mess now it was good for a little while but now it's all disorganized and we had this room upstairs um we called the grandpa Artie's room because her dad would stay when we first moved in and if he would stay over and like watch the kids he would sleep there so that was a mess i said all right listen this week grandpa Artie's room um that's our goal you know i said i'm gonna be going to work every day 
Now, that's our goal. Now, that room was a disaster. If I just walked away and left it like that, that's like you saying to somebody, all right, we're going to run a marathon, and they've never even gotten off the couch yet. You know, mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's what? What do you mean? 26 miles? Are you crazy? I could never do that. I'm overweight. I'm this. I've seen all these different reasons, you know. So um, I said, all right, listen, this is what you'll do. The first two hours of every day, wake up, right? Have your coffee. Relax. Chill. Just, just like wake up, you know, but then the next two hours, do everything you can to diligently like chip away at grandpa Artie's room. But then when those two hours are up, don't do it anymore. Don't think about it. Don't stress about it. Do that five days. And then on Saturday, when I come home, we'll wake up Saturday morning and whatever's left over, we'll knock out together. And, and we did that thing by thing on the list. And now the only things that are left is the garage and uh like building a deck which is going to be like an exciting thing that we're going to do sometime i don't know but like so goals like running races you know if if you've never done anything before something like the couch to 5k that you're talking about it's great because it helps you it gives you a tool to help you visualize all right i have this goal that seems impossible to me right now and I don't know where to start and it seems overwhelming and it's scary and I don't know where to turn and I'm overwhelmed and I want to quit and I don't know what to do and then you know someone like you a coach because that's what you do you you help people stay focused on the moment you're you're not you're not letting them think of 26 miles you're letting them think of one step yep. and you're letting them think of one breath you're helping them bring their attention to the in breath and the out breath and setting a pace and hitting your stride and 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 it, it's not 26 miles it's it's one it's now and then now and then now and then now and that's how mindfulness can can help you know like take something that's big and overwhelming and break it down into something manageable you tell people like 26 miles that's the end goal today all you have to do is get up and you're going to do a quarter mile warm up walking comfortably and then you're gonna run two laps and then you, you know what i mean right they're like oh, i can do that that's all i have to do right now and you're like that's all you have to do right now and, and, and let me tell you let me tell you this uh i remember when katie first started she signed up for her first 12-week program back in september of uh 2018 and her race that we were getting her ready for was the january 1st uh ocean city race 5k on the boardwalk and I remember a friend of hers reached out to her and said, we're going to go on this, you know, overnight cruise and we want you to come with us. Now, Katie had a couple of things in mind. She had a dress that she wanted to get into and she had on the calendar this race that she was going to do on July 1st. I mean, January 1st. And she said, I said yes to my friend. And then I forgot I was going to and I canceled going on a cruise because I want to do this 5K. You know what I'm saying? Without without that being on the calendar, who knows where, you know, maybe Katie would never, never got into that dress. She got into that dress, by the way. And, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that, that's awesome stuff. So we're going to take a break right now. Brandon, you have already delivered us some great information. But after the break, we're going to talk about body shaming a little. I mean, not body shaming. I'm, excuse <laughs> me. <laughs> we're going to talk about, well, sometimes we body shame ourselves, right? Because that's what that negative talk is, right? Um, yes, sir. We're going to talk about that. And we do have some questions and we're going to incorporate that negative mindset into those questions. Okay. Okay, Be right. Be right back.
Okay, so let's get into our segment where we're going to answer questions. And we also, before we do, I wanted to talk about Brandon with you. I have a client who recently just got back from uh, vacation not too long ago. And they said that they saw pictures of themselves and then they considered themselves the fat girl. And I did not like that, you know, so uh, I said something positive in return through text or whatever. And, uh, you know, she said, I'm just keeping it real. And I said, I want you to I'm just keeping it real as well. A person is beautiful no matter how what their what what their weight is. Okay, there's a lot of um, individuals um, that are very proud and confident. You know, I don't know the the actress's name right now, but there's actresses that's on TV that, you know, are, you know, not the weight they may have wanted to be or whatever, but they carry it very well. And I wanted her to think about as she's on her journey to not obsess about what the picture looks like or even the scale, but to focus on the non-scale victories along the way. Okay, so if you're deciding to start exercising now and you're eating the right foods and you uh, besides what you see on the scale, how how is your energy now? Focus on that. Focus on the um, maybe your skin is getting smoother. Maybe you're getting better sleep. Maybe the pain in your, your shoulder may not be as intense or maybe it's even gone away. If we're more mindful of the non-scale victories, everything else will fall into place. What do you think? Yeah, I love that. I love what you just said, non-scale victories. Because the scale, I'm telling you, dude, the scale is, it's not good or bad, but it dominates a lot of individuals' lives. I know that. I know that from my own experience. I've gotten sucked into weighing myself too frequently. Um, For me, it's different for everyone. But I, I've, I've come to find out through knowledge of my own body that my scale weight can vary by several pounds, you know, a day, depending on what I drank, what mm-hmm. I ate, my sodium intake, my, my, you know, how stressed am I? What's my cortisol level? When I'm stressed, if I'm not sleeping enough, my body's releasing cortisol. It thinks it's, you know, in some type of danger, the fight or flight response. There's, there's, you know, uh, some actual chemical things happening that's causing your body to, to hold on to extra weight, you know, and there's this extra stress. So mindfulness to what, to other qualities that are being enriched in the moment. And, and that's, that's kind of what I wanted to talk about when I was saying earlier, um, this is a little bit of a segue. I hope you don't mind. Um, the, the body image thing, why I got off of the cheat day, because I, I, I realized that I had developed over time a very unhealthy relationship with food and a very unhealthy relationship with my own body and how I viewed myself. Mm-hmm. And I would go, and just like absolutely be like YOLO at night. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> go in. Like, you know what I'm talking about. Exactly. Like, exactly. Cheat day all the time, but like go in and not, not live in that life where like 
this is my day to do this. Everything is fine. There's no guilt here. You know what right. I mean? It was like, oh, I'd wake up in the morning and the first thing I, that would hit my, before I even opened my eyes, I was like, oh, I did it again. Right? Yeah. And it would became this thing. And then I, I would guilt and shame. And, and then when I would go to the gym that day, I wasn't present mm. in my workout. I wasn't thinking about my form and just like, using a weight that is appropriate for me to do the right rep range for whatever I'm trying to do to change my body. Like I, I, I was just in there beating myself up and then trying to basically like reverse the odometer on the calories that like, I'm thinking yeah. about the Ben and Jerry's as I'm running. I'm not thinking about like my breath and trying to get faster. Like I'm like in the past beating myself up, you know right. what I mean? So mindfulness now so i go to the gym after reading this book i was telling you about the power of now by eckhart tolle and i realized that being present was the solution in this situation so i was at the biggest i had ever been at the time i had tried the keto diet which worked for a while like it was it was cool but like i liked to have this cheat day so it, it didn't work for my lifestyle because I, it would take three or four or five days for me to get back in ketosis after, you know, this, this junk food binge. And then I, it was a constant, it wasn't good. It was too much transition for my body. So, um, I, I would start to, Oh, I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? Help me to Dries. <laughs> um, uh, oh yeah. So now I'm going to the gym and instead of thinking about, all the junk that I ate the night before, right? Um, mindfulness has helped me bring attention to, to my food. So now I'm when I'm eating, I'm thinking about the food in the moment with, with the mindset of what's my workout going to be tomorrow or what was my workout earlier? And that right there, using food for fuel and mm. not food for fun, yes, really, really helped. So now I'm thinking I'm using my food for fuel at the gym. So then when I'm at the gym, I already have the mindset that my body has everything it needs because I fueled it properly. And when I go in there, so now when I'm present, I'm thinking about my breath. I'm not thinking about the numbers on, oh, I'm going to put the 45s on so I can, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not trying to keep up with anybody. I'm just trying to do what I can do and get better compared to where I was. So, and so. So let me let me ask you a question real quick. If uh, when we're thinking about the now and this picture, this person looks at this picture from their vacation and instead of thinking about the great time that they had at that particular time, they're thinking, I look fat, <laughs> you know. Um, now, how can a person transition from that negative view of themselves and start to think about the good time that they had? Now, mind you, as you're talking about your food choices, you know, those things will take care of themselves. Like when when a new picture come out in the future. So um, the person basically was like, you know, are you saying that that's good? Because I had mentioned something about it, it's a good thing or something like that. And she was asking, was it a good thing that I called myself fat because now that's motivation or is it good because I'm mindful? And I kind of said both, you know what I mean? And then I started to list the things of why she shouldn't not consider herself fat, you know what I mean? But yeah. if 
you know, I'm kind of playing well, on the, the emotion of if that's what you need to use for motivation, go ahead, but also think about these things. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's good. It can be motivating because when we see something that we're not happy with in the moment, we can use that as motivation. Right. But um, it's funny how perspective – so let me ask you. Is that a good thing or a bad you bro- thing? You, you broke up. Repeat that one more time. $20 mm. on the ground. $20 on the ground. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's a good thing. Why? <laughs> it's, it's a good thing. Now, I, I see things from different perspectives. Okay, it's a good thing because, you know, I, I just saw $20 and whose is it? You know, if no, no one's around, it's mine, right? Right. It's a bad thing if, if uh, you know, for, for whoever lost it. Right, right. So it's funny how perspective changes the same exact thing. So if somebody um, comes back from vacation and they're not living a mindful life, if, if this person is, um, you know, always thinking in the, like in the future, like there's some body type out there that like there's some ideal physical form for me that I'm going to reach someday and it's always elusive and it's always just out of reach and it's like once I get to that you know for a guy or girls too I don't mean to generalize like it might be a certain weight rep to hit on the bench or or like once I get to this body fat percentage or once I you know once I get this house or this job or when I'm married or when I'm divorced or when I have kids it's this illusion that we're not okay the way we are and that there's something later that's going to be better than now. Yeah. So if we're living that lifestyle right now and we look at a picture of ourselves, there's no way that we'll ever be happy no matter what we look like. And there's times in my life that I look back at pictures of myself and I looked amazing and I didn't see it then because I was living in the future at the time thinking like I was going to be better later. And I wasn't able to enjoy what I had then. So if you talk to a person now who, who, you know, by their own admission and by, you know, the, the, the BMI scales, the body mass index scales that doctors use, like if someone is overweight um, or obese even, but they are actively living a mindful life and they're being mindful with their diet and they're Mm -hmm. only using food as fuel and they're, you know, um, you know, having fun sometimes having that meal when they want it and not beating themselves up and getting right back on track. And if they're, you know, using exercise as part of their, their practice and they're, they're doing everything they can. Now that person that might be a hundred pounds, you know, overweight air quotes could look at a picture of themselves and not even see themselves as fat because for them, they found $20. They didn't lose it. Right. And, and so for, for, for me too, I just wanted to <clears throat> remind people like what, with our podcast, the very first podcast was called the beginning. And then the next one of the next podcasts, I have a podcast entitled the now to appreciate the now. Okay. When I was at 185 pounds, you know, I almost like I, I was satisfied at that particular time. You know what I mean? Um, I still had a goal of like 165 or 175, but I just want us to appreciate the journey along the way, because as Brandon said, um, you have already shifted your mindset to become a healthier version of yourself. 
So, you know, appreciate what's happening now because you are better than you were last week. You're better than you were last month and so forth. Due to time, Brandon, we're going to go through these questions and if we can keep our answers a little bit short, but it's kind of hard because th- these are some heavy topics. All right. And then we're going to say goodbye. But let me um, let me go through this. Right. So Jen from New Jersey, she asks this. She says, well, I am finding that mindfulness for me has to be literally in my mind. A lot of people have told me to write things down, track food, have positive affirmations around, etc. And those are all good things. But I guess my question is, can positive, positive thinking be just as important? I am, a super, I am super busy, as most people are, and sometimes having to do something bogs me down. So I try to focus my thoughts first and not stress over that. Now, I can say the vision board was a great exercise, and then when I see it, it helps me keep focused. So, Brandon, I'm going to interject right here. Um, with our online accountability group, which people can um, get for free for seven days if they take us up on a challenge, the online accountability group, I did a Facebook Live and I did a vision board because I needed to refocus on some things for the next six months, right? And I, I said, you know, what a better way to not only do it for myself, but maybe it can help members of our group. And Brandon, I was so like blown away with uh, Jamie and Jen. They did it and they, 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 I encourage them to do a um, a digital visual board so that they can save it on their cell phone and they can see it on a regular basis. What do you think about vision boards real quick? I I think that it it really helps. You have to, yes, um, we've been given a great gift, you know, that a lot of us, it's gone dormant and that's our imagination. Mm. And we our, forget that we, we stop dreaming. We, yeah, man. Um, the anxiety and depression it's it's your imagination kind of run rampant like anxiety is your your mind running these future scenarios of things that may go wrong for you you know it's like if this happens we'll do this if this happens we'll do this if this happens we'll do this it's trying to help you but it's you know if if you can um kind of like visualize the life you have and that's that's very difficult um the question that the girl asked it, it let, let me let me uh, finish her thought and then we'll ask the question at the end so to finish what she was saying um also the positive thinking is directly related to whether i stick to my diet if i am thinking negative about any aspect kids bills work body image i tend to give up and go back to emotional eating to feel better so her her main question in all of that was can positive thinking help um, and, okay. how do, and how does one do so? So the, the, the first step in positive thinking is that uh, bringing awareness to one's thought. And, and that begins with the practice of recognizing yourself as the observer of your thoughts. And to do that, um, I use a metaphor that I find helpful. You've been to the water park before? Yes. The lazy river. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're just standing at the edge and there's all these tubes coming down and all the tubes, there's different colors and you can choose if you want to get on it or not. And if you get on a tube, it takes you around and around in one direction for as long as you want to stay on it. Well, we have a mental lazy river and the tubes are our thoughts. Now, every tube that comes down the mental lazy river is like 
based in the past or the future. Most of them, you know, and the past ones, there's like guilt, shame, anxiety, and fear in there. And, um, you know, the future ones, same deal. And if we get in there, um, it can take us for a ride as long as we want. So just the first step is, is coming to the realization that you are not your thoughts. When you see a tube coming down your mental lazy river, you know, it's floating down. It might say like, um, uh, 10 more pounds and then I'll be okay. You know, that's a future based thought, you know, that tells you if you jump in that raft, it'll take you around and around that, you know, you're not okay now and you will be later and there's no way you'll ever be okay right now. So the first step in positive thinking is recognizing that um, you have a choice over your thoughts. Mm. You can choose to let those tubes pass you by. If you don't like the color, if you don't like the size, if you don't like the shape. So if you see a, a thought that comes down that says, um, Oh, you did it again. You said you weren't going to eat that. Look at you, you know, well, you're, you're never going to get it right. That's a past and a future one. You did it again. You know, you've done this before in the past. You're never going to get it right. It's, it's, it's the mental lazy river is just one continuous loop from past to future. Right. And let, let me let me add something here, too. She um, mentioned that when those negative thoughts come in, it could be anything. It could be the kids, bills, work, body image. Right. And she goes back to emotional eating. And I was reading today that <clears throat> for people that's trying to quit smoking or whatever, that when you have that urge, it usually passes within three to five minutes. So if you can distract yourself long enough, you know, with like that thought comes, go distract yourself, go get up out of your seat. You might even you might even sitting at your office chair and at the computer and that thought comes down, get up, go take a walk. Right? I, I like to go do push ups to change my energy. Right. I just stood up just now. And I don't know if you can hear it in my voice. I, I, I was sitting down while we were doing this. I just stood up. My energy is different now. You, yeah, you see, yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, and, and then like you're saying with the lazy river, boom, that thought comes down the river. Get out of that one. Get out of that one tube. Go get in the other one. You know what I mean? Splashing water around with your kids. Change that thought, man. We got to go into our yeah. next. We got to go into our next question. Okay. Cool, man. Okay. So this isn't a question. This is also a little, little heavy, right? <clears throat> we're going to share her story, and maybe, you, maybe you can pull some gems out of it with her mindset and see how us as the listeners, me and you and our listeners can apply some of these same things. Cause this is deep, right? So this is Meredith. She's also from New Jersey. She said that, cause I asked her, I said, do you have any questions? I got, I got someone coming on the podcast. I, I, I reached out to her personally and she said, I'm good with mindset for already. Right. Mm. Um, you know, I, I was, a certain point and I'm a strong person and I gained weight and then I lost it. This other thing. I said, well, at some point, well, maybe you can share with me how you were able to, you had to use mindfulness in order to lose the weight. So this is what she uh, responded back with. She said, I was very sick in high school. She had a brain tumor, too much fluid on the brain, spent weeks in the hospital, came back very thin. Uh, so she says, I ate a lot and all and at the time had ver had a very control um a boyfriend that would emotionally beat me down so i ate and became the fat girl the depressed girl one day my parents went out and got me a nordic track wooden ski machine my mom said to get on it and go 
because I can't stand you see, to see you cry every day. So I got in 20 minutes every day. I cried a lot on that stupid machine, <laughs> but, it, but it gave me focus. Peacefulness is my, is my brain to stop thinking and be in the moment while I was exercising. I got into shape and a more carefree spirit. No one can take my spirit that I found through exercise. I got married, stayed married 15 years, but got a divorce, uh, then got remarried, did a, did a lot of running and triathlons until the doctor said no more if I want to have kids. I spent three years on a lot of fertility drugs, had two miscarriages, but finally had my daughter Mia. Um, so my body got beat up for four years. I almost got back to pre-baby weight, trained for half marathon, and gained a lot of weight. So back to the place I know best, back to the old wooden Nordic track, <laughs> and search for the right combo that fits my mind. So kickboxing that I trained for 15 years before Mia came along let me release my stress. Uh-huh. Running lets me get into the calm state of mind, kind of like meditation. Then I found your group, Keep Calm and Run to the Best You, and you allowed me the opportunity to put all the pieces of the puzzle into place. For me, it's not about winning or losing. It's about being at peace, uh, the myself, and feeling strong and setting a good example and being a cheerleader to others. Uh, sorry for the long story. That's what she says. But just, re- <laughs> just rereading that again kind of has me in tears, man. What do you think? What, what, what are some of the takeaways from this? Well, the takeaways are that fitness is a journey for sure and that you know, it's a lifestyle and that you're going to go through different seasons throughout your life. You know, you heard pregnancy, you know, pre-baby body weight. If you, if you have this image in your mind and you're stuck, you know, with this, this vision of, Oh, back then that's when I was sexy or back, you know, back then that's before I had all this, like, like it's over, you know, then, then your perspective, you know, it's like you lost $20, you know what I mean? You, You walk around in life looking at everything, like, you know, it's like you're the victim, you know yeah. what I mean? But if you take control of of your life by being mindful, catch yourself. When the only way that we can switch from um, negative thinking to positive thinking is by bringing consciousness to unconscious thought patterns. And like the mental lazy river is a good metaphor for that because like I've heard a couple coaching patients that I have, clients, I'm sorry, coaching clients that are like, um, I'm my own worst enemy. And they say like kind of this little funny thing that they say all the time. Like I'm my own restaurant enemy. And I'm like, hold on a second. Like bring some awareness to what you just said. Like you're your own worst enemy. You know, like who, like somebody told you that that's a script that you've memorized. And, and now like you're, you're living a life that's, that's in alignment with that. Right. I said, so what's a What's a We, we need to erase that script and rewrite a new one right now. What's the opposite of that? And she couldn't think of anything at first, right? And then after a little while, we came up with it together. Like, she's here for herself. Like, she's exercising and, and coming and to coaching and doing everything she needs to do for her practice, for herself. She's her own biggest fan. So we erased that faulty programming on my own worst enemy. And we rewrote it with new higher vibrational um, coding. We, we, we're literally rewiring our brains with our thinking. So now whenever she says I'm my own worst, she pictures my face and the mental lazy river and her on a tube. And she goes, ah, wait, I'm, a, I'm my own biggest fan. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and that's, 
that's what we do like thought by thought but it is a practice and we have to bring awareness to it so like um just just you might have some baby weight for a little like that's how you are now and you can be sexy in it's a mind state yeah it's 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 a vibration that you have and it's a self-acceptance about you're doing your best for what you can do at this season in your life for you and no one else well, what I love about uh, Meredith is that she comes out to the run group every week, pushing her her daughter, who is now six, uh, pushing her in a stroller, uh, and she's strong for it. I love how she says putting the pieces of the puzzle together. Uh, I actually did she hear me say that because I say it all the time, and I may not have mentioned it to her personally, but a lot of times we have the pieces of the puzzle. We know we should eat right. We know we should work out. We know. Um, to, to, to write down things that we're grateful for, but sometimes it's hard to put, put the pieces together to put the picture together, you know? And so I'm glad that she's able to actually use my metaphor of the, the puzzle and, and saying that, um, and it's, it's funny because I say it all the time, and, and in this, in this uh, message to me, she says, your group and you have allowed me the opportunity to put all the pieces of the puzzle together. So here it is. Even though I may not have mentioned that metaphor to her, it's coming off in the way I carry myself. It's coming off the way our members are interacting with each other. And that, I'm proud of that. So, And I'm your biggest cheerleader, Meredith. I know you're going to listen to this. You're cheer, you cheerlead for a lot of people. You couldn't do our last race because it was a terrain race and you couldn't push the stroller. But you were there cheerleading us on and we are big fans of you too even brandon he don't even he hasn't even met you in person but he's a fan of yours right brandon that's right <laughs> so brandon let, let's let's wrap this up by asking you a few questions man any special projects you're working on at the moment what had you fired up every day oh man i you know what i'm, I'm really fired up to have um access to so many people that need so much help right now um i'm, I'm at a great place at Ventner Wellness, and there's so many different opportunities to help people here. We have, you know, primary care medicine, our doctor handles prescriptions and everything that you, a regular, you know, he's a doctor. He's a doctor. He handles all the doctor stuff. We have a, a physical therapist. We have um, just IV vitamin therapy and hyperbaric oxygen therapy. And we have Reiki. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you might not know this. Um, and I'm not sure because I haven't talked to you personally about it, but I've been in talks with Katie. She's talked to the doctor. And on August 8th, 7.30 p.m., keep calm and run to the best you. We'll have a, a Couch to 5K kickoff meeting. We're going to be getting people ready, 12-week program for a 5K that will take them over the, the Ocean City Bridge, over to Summers Point, it's a very demanding 5K race. It's very hard because the bridge is massive, my brother. And so we're going to bring people to Vintner Wellness Center on August 8th to sign up for our next 12-week program. And I'm going to talk to Eric, who works at um, the Wellness Center, and he's going to talk to our, our people at the kickoff meeting about the importance of weight training along with the running. What do you think about that, Brandon? That's wonderful, dude. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and create an event on my wellness website that I have. Um, I'm going to link it up to this event that you're talking about. Um, and then also I'm going to do an event on the Ventner Wellness Facebook page as well for so, this August event. Um, so like you, man, I'm appreciative of the connections too, man. Thank you so much. Tell us how people can connect with you. Yeah, so, geez, let's see. Uh, 
Well, I'm open for texting. You know what I mean? Um, if anybody feels, you know what? Let's start off with an email. If anybody feels like they would <laughs> Good like idea. anything uh, more about, you know, what I do or me or anything like that, um, I can be emailed um, or you can check out my website. It's brand new. But it's a little clever. It's not spelled traditionally. It's B R A N N U Wellness. So it's brandnewwellness.com. Um, and, and there on the website, they can find your email? Yeah, www.brandnewwellness.com. You can find my email, which is brandnewwellness at gmail.com. I can be found on Facebook, um, Brandon Stevens, but the Stevens is with the PH, so be careful. It's S T E P H E N S. Um, and yeah, dude, there's just so much here. I'm excited your people are coming because, like, we have a massage therapist who is also a Reiki master, and like, um, you know, all the running. Like, there's just so much here for for athletes. Um, I'm really excited about Eric to talk about. Um, the, the collaboration of running and weight training because the two of them for weight loss and for body, um, you know, recomposition, it, it's, inc- it's an incredible combination and he's so knowledgeable. So we have a great team down here and I'm really excited for your people to link up with us a little more and kind of see what we can do for one another. Yeah. I think, uh, your, your place is a, uh, like a runner's best friend when it has like the, uh, massage therapist there stretching uh you have uh the oxygen tank as well so give us give us one parting piece of advice and we'll say goodbye well the, my parting piece of advice would be that you need to be present um and and definitely come check out Ventner wellness uh <laughs> we are at 6601 Ventner avenue right here in Ventner, new jersey and um Definitely check us out on Facebook, Ventner Wellness, and like our page. And I post things every day. We offer free wellness classes all week long. We offer completely free. You don't even have to be a patient. You can just come here and take yoga, tai chi, jazz, dance classes, and free art classes all week long. Speaking of art classes, uh, Jen, who asked that question about the uh, positive mind she owns a business called Sessions Art Studio. Uh, she's a phenomenal artist, man. And uh, maybe that's something that uh, y'all can connect on as well. Well, that's our time for today. We thank you for listening to the Running Intermittent Fasting and Weight Loss Podcast. I have been your host, Adrice Parker, with our special guest, Brandon Stevens. Um, if you would like to be a supporter of our content, like Ed Brown, shout out to Ed Brown, who had head over to patreon.com slash coach and he has become a supporter of our podcast there's different levels in which you can support our videos on youtube as well as our podcast here we think we were we, we would thank you so much please share this with your friends and family brandon once again thank you you have delivered a lot of great information and i hope you guys save this podcast and actually go back and maybe even take some notes of the the lazy river of uh the the being aware the mindfulness once again brandon thank you so much for being on the podcast today thank you for having me tadris i really appreciate it um i do have blogs on my website about the lazy river and about a vision board accent actually i forgot to tell you about so if you'd like to get my take on a vision board there's a blog on my website you can read so 
Yesterday is history. Tomorrow's a mystery. Today's a gift. That's why we call it the present. So be here now. Let's Peace go. Out, dude. Let's <laughs> go. See you later. I hope to see you guys on the next starting line.